Good morning. And thank you for being so patient with us. Uh, we were suffering some equipment failure. I want to invite you, everyone, especially the production team, to take a deep breath, to be present, to know it is okay. Today, we are remembering Good Friday with the moments when, according to the, last, though according to the Gospels, Jesus spoke His last seven words while on the cross. To God, Father, forgive them, for they not, know not what they do. To the good thief, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. To Mary, His mother, Woman, behold your son, and to John, behold your mother. To God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? To all, I thirst. To the world, it is finished. And to God, once more, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. Will you join us in prayer together? We gather, we gather today, today to bear, to bear witness, witness to suffering, suffering and death upon the cross. We are, we are appalled at the injustice and cruelty of such inhumanity, not, not only in Jesus' story, story but, but of days, days in our, of lives, our lives when we, when are, we are confronted with greed corruption, discrimination, hatred, violence, apathy, and loss of life. We are confronted with the question, were you there? Were you there? And what were we doing? Were we part of the crucifixion? Did we run away from God? Did we turn away, pretending we did not see? Together, O oh God, oh God, all, all our, our sin, all, all our hatred, all our violence, all our, all our apathy, apathy all our convenient neglect came together in that dark hour when they snuffed out the light of your goodness, when they crucified your Son, our Lord, and we come to remember. O God, all your love, all your compassion, all your goodness, all your forgiveness came together in that life and that dying. Your undying and unending love when, when they, they crucified your Son, our Lord, and we remember. O God, oh God all of His story, all of human history, all of our story, He repeats itself. Where hate meets love, where injustice meets justice, where despair meets hope, death meets life, and, and we, we dare to believe we were there when they, they crucified your Son, our Lord. And that, and that this is none other than the way also, also to, truth to truth and life. And, and we remember. Amen. Flowing deep. 
We'd like to invite you to join this service on Menti. Um, and many parts of this service, we invite you to reflect. Sometimes it's silent reflection. And sometimes we ask you to key in your answers, your reflections to those questions. They might be troubling. They might make you feel uncomfortable. And it is okay. Today's mentee code is 10779239. You can scan the QR code or you can go to menti.com and key in that code. And I'll give you some time to um, enter into mentee and join us. So the code is 10779239. And you're joining us online, I'm sure that... Um, the moderators will be keying in um, that code. You can cut and paste or you can just type it into menti.com. The first word, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 23, verses 32 and 34. Two others also who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Forgive them, we hear. We often don't realize that we are part of the them. 
Where are we when Jesus' kingdom infringes on ours, on our peace and our order, on our prosperity and our security? Where are we when the victims of our peace cry for justice? Where are we when the next accident involving migrant workers being transported on lorries happen? When those disenfranchised by our order call for compassion, where were we? Where, where, where are we when the next drug mule gets sentenced to death? Where are we when the hungry and the lonely beg us to share our prosperity our security and our power? Where are we when refugees arrive at our shores? Where are we when Christ is crucified among us? We do not know what we are doing. We do not know what we are doing when we let anything but love guide our actions. Not practicality, not convenience, but love. We do not know what we are doing when we let violence, power, greed, selfishness, apathy, hatred, neglect guide our actions. And I want to invite you to reflect. And if you're willing and one, two, keen. What are the, the things that we do that need God's forgiveness? When we close our eyes to injustice, when we succumb to sinful desires, when we lie, when we are too comfortable in our safe bubble, our grumblings, letting wrongs perpetuate, our apathy, our impatience, quick temper, anger, and insistence. And perhaps sometimes it is the things that we do not do that needs God's forgiveness. Our sins, our hurtful words when we are angry, when we don't trust God enough, not putting God as our top priority in our lives, our behaviours when we are full of pride, when we doubt God, our apathy, our self-centeredness, putting ourselves above others. Yes. And perhaps even putting ourselves above God. When we don't forgive, isn't it interesting that Jesus taught us to forgive as we have been forgiven, but yet we hold on. Thank you for your reflections. The second word. I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. And the people stood by, watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. 
there was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. What kind of God do we believe in? We believe in this God who became flesh and blood and bone like every one of us. One who felt pain like every one of us. Not a God who will destroy our enemies and free us, but a God who is willing to die for us. We believe in this God who hung on the cross for us to save us from ourselves, to save us from our willingness to hurt, harm, kill one another for our own sake, and teach us to love like Christ, to be willing to lay down our lives for others' sake. That is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is here. Will you join me in a time of silent reflection? Will you continue to reflect as we sing the lyrics of this song? Were you there? The third word 
Be, woman, behold your son, behold your mother. Jesus saw his own mother and the disciples standing near whom he loved. And he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, he took his mother into his family. The kingdom of God is already here. Are we able to call each other family? Kingdom, not kingdom. Kin. Kin as in family. Kin as in bound by blood. When will we understand the great love that's poured out for all? We all stand under the cross. We, criminals, victims, Russians, Ukrainians, soldiers, civilians, Israelis, Palestinians, drug addicts, drug traffickers, policemen, Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, Taoists, Atheists, the political, the apolitical, gay, straight, cisgender, transgender, queer, conservative, progressive, liberal, rich, poor, young, old, all stand under the cross. Behold your family. Who, I want to invite you to think, is it that you cannot see as being part of God's family? Who? The devil, no one. Oppressors, the malicious, fallen angels. This might not be an easy question to answer. Kim Jong-un, Putin, Satan, bigots, If you ask that way, none. Perhaps we invited to reach that point that we leave no one out of this family, not even the most evil, not even the oppressors. Perhaps God seeks to reconcile all, everyone, and maybe even the fallen angels, and maybe even Satan.
I was reflecting earlier today. If God can redeem the cross, the crucifix, which was an instrument of torture and death in Jesus' time, anyone who looked at it knew what it was. It's just like an electric chair or hangman's noose today. But God can redeem that symbol. And today, that symbol, instead of meaning death and evil and oppression, that symbol represents life, love, redemption. That symbol represents hope. If God can redeem even that, then perhaps there's nothing that God cannot redeem. The fourth word. Eli, Eli, lama shabaktani. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? The word God forsaken is a misnomer because there is nothing, no one, no place that God forsakes. It is us humans who forsake. We abandon people, things, places, because we don't see the value of rescuing, restoring, reconciling, healing. Perhaps it takes too much effort. It costs us too much to restore, reconcile. So we forsake, abandon, cast away. It can be broken things we think cannot be salvaged, polluted wastelands recreated as we plunder for more resources, or people we think too broken to heal and think that throwing them in institutions in prison is the best solution. We have abandoned them. But God doesn't abandon. God pursued humanity with great love. So much love that God became flesh to pursue us. It is us who abandon God. When everything is going well, when we think we have all the power, all the things we want and don't need God, we abandon God. Or when things go badly and we just seek to preserve and protect ourselves. Like the male disciples who abandoned Jesus when he was arrested and nowhere to be found when he was crucified. So let me ask you, what is it that we have abandoned that God is inviting us to embrace and reclaim? What is it that you have abandoned in your life, in the world, that God is inviting us to embrace and reclaim? Inclusiveness. Yes, in a world that tends to exclude, that tends to define by categories, by labels, God is redeeming, reclaiming inclusiveness, time with God, faith and patience, God's love, nothing of mine, strained family ties, yeah. stillness, Air and co-air with Christ. Commitment. 
myself. Myself. Broken relationships. Relationship with church. Walk with God. Family members who let me down. God is inviting us to embrace and to reclaim the things, the people, the relationships that we have abandoned. What have you abandoned that God is inviting you to embrace and reclaim? The fifth word, I first. I first, parched in the middle of the day, scorched by the sun. Jesus thirsts. We recognize the physical needs Jesus has. But what about us? What do we thirst for? Do we thirst for things that leave us even more thirsty? just like drinking salt water. Jesus asked for water too from the Samaritan woman by the well. And He offered her living water that she too may become a wellspring for others, that they too, like her, may have life abundantly. Jesus said, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give they will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Do we thirst for more and more things to fill our lives? Or we thirst for justice and righteousness? What are we called to thirst for? Is it all about us? Or are we to focus outwards, away and beyond ourselves, and focus on others? What do we thirst for? Will we, like Christ, give of ourselves to quench the thirst of others? Jesus says, I tell you truly, whatever you did for one of the least of these siblings of mine, you did for me. I want to invite you to think, what do you thirst for? Intimacy. Companionship. Love. Connection. Compassion. Awareness. Wellness. Belonging. that God speaks to you, the calmness of mind, living water, healing, peace, wisdom, holiness with God. Consciousness of God's presence.
recognition, to be seen, right? Silence, terror-free. I like that in this word cloud, the three biggest words are love, connection, and intimacy. And I want to invite you to think about what these words mean to you. Because true intimacy, true connection, and true love does not leave you thirsty for more. Sometimes people confuse the word intimacy with sex. And sometimes you crave for something that only leaves you thirsty again. Something that does not fill you up and does not bring you life, but rather bring you death. We try to fill our lives with more and more and more, and yet we feel even more empty. The things that we should thirst for should fill us up and not leave us thirsty, but fill us up in such a way that we can offer that that we have, that which we have received to others. If you've been filled up by love, you'll be able to offer that love to others. If you fill up by intimacy, you'll be able to offer that same intimacy to the person that you care and love. If you're able to connect, connection requires more than one person. If you're filled up by these things, you will be able to offer it to others. It will be that spring that continues to flow through you. I hope you too crave and thirst for justice and righteousness, not for your own sake, but for all those who suffer under injustices. What do you thirst for?
Join us in a responsive prayer. Were you there when they nailed him to the cross? I was there. Were you there when they shot at the protesters? I, I was, was there. there. Were you there when they bullied the child who was different? I was there. Were you there when they sentenced him to death? I was, I was there. there. Were you there when they cut down the trees and burned down the forests? I was there. Were you there when he breathed his last? I was, I was there. there. Do you remember what he told us? This, this is, is my, my commandment, commandment that, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater, greater love has no one than this, that one lay down one's life for their friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Now, we take him down from the cross. I'll I will take, take Christ, Christ into, into my secret, secret cabin, my sacred space, my heart. heart. There, there I want to lay him to rest on my stone slab, the stone slab of my heart. I want Christ there today, and I want Christ to come alive in me.
Ooh.